what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the nobody's listening to this music podcast podcast today we are talking about our last night the ghost among us but first off i'm andrew and i'm eric and today i already i already did that part actually so i can't do it again um yeah we're talking about the ghost among us by yeah. our last night yep and i'll Big tell you for us i'll tell you what i'll tell you i love lot. it i love this album. yeah it's a good album. It's cool. It's my favorite version of this, like the beedoo dee wee wee wee. Wee wee dee. I think it's post hardcore at the time is what we were calling it. I think that is what we called it, and I wonder. I this is kind of my bar for like the. I think almost more than like a specific set of like rules of what this sounds like is. The degrees removed from metalcore. Right. Like, so if another band doesn't really sound like this, but sounds just as removed from metalcore, I'll probably also call it post-hardcore, if that makes sense. Or just this amount removed from hardcore or whatever, too. So I guess the standout... uh, What are are the words I'm looking for? The standout features of what they're doing on this record is singing screaming mixed but a uh, lot of singing yeah totally um crazy guitar riffs yeah like a ton of syncopation tons and just like fun like spacey airy like beat down parts but like uh-huh. that are also super techy right very tight super tight and it's like that's like they're the whole all thing yeah and like they're all really young obviously like trevor wentworth is like gimmick level young at this point like yeah he's like i think he's like f- like 14 15 years old yeah but like they're all super young so it's like funny to think of like just a band kind of coming out of nowhere having this much like direction and like specific sound and like this good of production too like definitely kind of rich kid vibes i get from it you know but a little bit of rich kid vibes um yeah but they had an ep before this right but i think it had some of the songs that are on this record like one of those yeah 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 like an ep that's like half of this record that was re-recorded to be this or whatever but like i think they got signed right out of the gate um it was around the time where like epitaph and fearless and ferret were just signing anybody they were like they were just signing people that sounded like this right right they were just, like this is like the same time that like Broadway, Sleeping with Sirens, like uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like Emma Rosa, like all that shit was blowing up. Uh huh. But for whatever reason, this really stuck out for me. Uh huh. And I think it's because of how like technical it is. Yeah, there's something that feels like a little bit more, a little cooler, a little. Bit, it's like less just kind of like chugga i think yeah there's like more going on you know what i noticed too going back and listening to this is like so on the um on the next album what's that one called with elephants on it um 
Jesus, we will all evolve. I love, yeah, I love at the end the how they just ring that little opening. Yeah, the the yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, like on the next album, you're kind of like, oh yeah, there's like uh, there's like a pop punk song on it, or there's like kind of, right. you know. But listening to this album again, they kind of have more like melodic kind of you know upbeat sounding things throughout a few times and like um yeah there's always kind of an angle of that too this is definitely like they were like they for sure the guys in this band had heard like under oath and seosin right like that's like i would say if anything their Uh main influence and then they like then they just like added in some like poppier elements or like uh-huh. At times, way heavier stuff than either of those bands were ever doing. Right. So they, like, mixed in yeah. a little bit more metalcore. But, yeah, no, you're right. Throughout right. this record, trickled in are some, like, just some straight-up hooks. For sure. Where um. bands that were happening at the same time would just, like, be doing heavy for the sake of heavy. Or, like, the kind of... The <laughs> I'm thinking of like there's the the Brian Posehn metal. Uh, he's a comedian. He's big dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he has like that parody metal song, and he then yeah. in the singing part, he's like, "This is the gay part." Um, right. And <laughs> not that not that that's like okay to to call that part, but even but that then, part, when I heard that joke, I was like. I understand what he's saying, but cringe to have it be that way. Yeah, also just like as an older dude, it's like, you're not supposed to say that. But um, that type of part, um, yeah, that's not such a hooky part to me when I hear that kind of thing. And like the kind of, I remember it would happen a lot that I'd see in like local metalcore shows where like it'd just be like such like slowed down choruses. And yeah, just kind of I like know what you mean. Drony vocals, and it would be like, oh man, I don't really care for this part at all. Like it's just so like no energy. But their choruses are more like hooky kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're like metalcore bands that we would see locally would be like heavy, doing like fast, like and yeah. then they'd like slow down and do slow big epic chorus right and is what was what they were going for but it would end up just being like a muddy fucking disaster right but yeah especially like right here in timing is everything they like they let it breathe a little bit they got a little bit of funk going on Mm -hmm. and then they like start speeding it back up and then they break back into the chorus and it kills killer but yeah, this is their bridge. Other similar bands would use this part as their chorus. Right. Dude, this like heavy part, the banana. Some of these people need to rediscover these chords that they were using. Yeah. They're like dissonant, but also like chords. Yeah, totally. Very cool. So good. Like that little kind of triangle, like the the power chord, but then you get the 
the one the tri- over here. The tritone. Yeah, instead <laughs> of the, this one, you get the little. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dude. Um. <laughs> we so, saw our last night once. Twice, at least. Was it twice? Yeah, so we saw them once. Okay, so yeah, let's go back. Let's do a little history oh, of them. did see them twice. Yeah. What, I like, forgot about the second time. Like a numbers venue, like one of those... I think it was si- Simon six 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 or something like that. Yeah, or six 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 seven or six seven seven. Yeah, not a good number to do that with. Whatever it was. Yeah, but um, but I yeah, think it was, was just the number of the building. Like it was where the building. Right, right. The but yeah, sometimes usually it's like a if you're gonna do that, it's like a I don't know a better number. Four oh one. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, what was I saying? Okay, so yeah, we started listening to them. You started listening to them freshman year of high school. Probably, and yeah. Even maybe even in between. I could this see came, that. This came came out in two thousand eight. I think we found it in eighth grade. Like maybe the summer of eighth grade. That makes we, sense to me. We were hanging out in my dad's basement, but I don't think I'd lived there yet. Okay. Right, which would have been freshman year. But either way, so that's two thousand eight, and then. Another album comes out in 2010, and that's like, we're on it. We're like, oh, sick, Our Last Night has another album. And it felt like such a big step, the next one. It felt like way more produced, way more kind of like yeah. mainstream-ish, if that makes sense. It was it was Like their, label backing. Yeah, it was their label backing. They, I remember watching a bunch of documentaries, and they were like, we're working with the producer. We're trying to make this album sound like a more mature version of what we want to be. Yeah. And it's like... It's hard to sound more mature when you're already like a technical post-hardcore band. Yeah. What you're what you're doing already sounds wildly mature. Uh-huh. Yeah, unless you just mean it, it's funny a couple weeks ago I was listening to an interview with uh Ned Ned Russin from Title Fight and he was like, yeah. yeah, on like Hyperview like something about like sounding more mature and he's like, but like I don't mean more mature in the way that people always just mean like slowed down with more reverb on it or whatever like but like that's really what like people mean by more mature sounding record a lot of times is just slower with more reverb but yeah in the other way i guess but either way that album was super cool i remember we that one came out right before we went to hawaii together which one Um, we will all evolve we will all evolve is it's definitely not as good as this record but it's Uh very good yeah, elephant. There's the standouts on it are great. Yeah, like elephants. That yeah. that opening riff to elephants. I remember hearing that and just being like, "Oh my god!" I can't think of it right now, but it's dope. It's like um, it's like Anna, 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 Anna. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, but it's like tell. It's like get the telephone EQ on it. Right when oh, it comes yeah. in. And there's some like there's probably some like drum also sounding telephone to it. Oh right? yeah 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 behind it, dude. So and, okay, so good. then, so that's 2010, and then we saw them. Must have been 2012 or 2011. It was I right. Think it, was the, it was it was mere months before they put out the follow-up. Yeah, it was the I think it was the spring of junior year. So I think it would have been 2012, but. Yeah, so it's before Age of Ignorance, and I remember it was at uh, 
what's that place called? Firehouse 13. Yes. Which is a tiny venue that we play. A tiny venue. A very small venue. Like 10 by 10 stage. Like. It's maybe like a 200, like a 200 cap. Yeah, I never know that stuff. But either way, small room. And then so we were so stoked. And it was like, and it was the kind of thing where they were still like walking through the venue. Like. Yeah. Before their set. And I remember we were just. Huge. No, and it was even like they were over. It felt like they had like come and gone. A little, you know bit, what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like, oh yeah, they put out albums like two years ago, but they haven't put out anything. We're over that album, whatever. But that's gonna be sick to see them. And then, but then I do remember they still had their old guitarist too. Yeah, uh, that's that's when they still had the other guy. And then they took out a seven string on a song that hey, was we for were, Age of We were all like. What? If you for the for the audio podcast, that was me and Eric doing big eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I remember that moment distinctly when they pulled out yeah. the sevens. Right. I was like, seven strings? Excuse are, me? Are we about to get heavy? And then yeah. I think they played like the title track for Age of I Ignorance. I think so too. I think that's before covers too. I think that's before they were doing covers. Yeah, I years before. You know what's funny? I have. I don't know if my phone goes back this far, but I've like even recently seen like a video I took of um, that night. What's it called? Escape. Yeah. Now my phone's released to 2016. But um, yeah. There's a lot, so this recovery, there's a lot of, like, medic and cure for the disease kind right. of, like, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a, like, a mental health one. Yeah, sure. That makes but sense. But they, they eventually go on to get, like, too preachy. Right. Age of Ignorance is, like, full, like, conspiracy album where they, and like... what you must realize is that their lead vocalist is 19, maybe. <laughs> when they put that out. Yeah, yeah. And their, their singer, Hilarious. like, their, their guitar player is... Yeah. 23, 22? 24 tops. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was funny on this one, too, where they're, like, maybe, like, 17 or 18, and it's, like, just so, like, society is, like, there's a line, it might even be an escape where he's, like, home is not where you make it anymore. And Jesus. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, when you would divorce, like, 45-year-old dude, like, <laughs> you just, like, lost your sense of home or whatever, like, you're 17, just go to your room. Yeah, I guess we could explain the structure of our last night too. So yeah. from what I from what I understand, mm-hmm. the the core members remain minus yeah. one guitarist who seemingly decides to pop into the band once in a while. Yeah. He decides to come back when he feels like it. I th- um, yeah, I think he's come back twice in the past 5 years where he like did Warp Tour with them, didn't right. record on an album, and then like also, I feel like came back for another tour at one point. It's like he's just not there when they're recording. It's like he's only there to tour every once in a great while. Which is crazy, because I know he's the riff architect. Yeah, yeah. I sure. know I know that he wrote 
a lot of the ridiculous riffs on this record. Yeah. Because it's apparent when he leaves on mm-hmm. Age of Ignorance that the level of riffage goes like... Right, it becomes more seven-string chuggy. Right. So the main core of the band is two brothers, Trevor and Matt Wentworth. Yes. Um, then there's Woody, who's the bass player. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the drummer's name, but he's Tim. Very Tim. He's I very almost think, good at I drums. almost think we're friends on Facebook. I could have just seen him in my Facebook suggested friends, but we might be friends. That's really funny. Another thing that we should mention is technically these guys weren't that far out of our local scene. Right. So <clears throat> us believing that they're like this huge band could just be fully fabricated. Just fully like, fabricated. They're pretty cool for like a band from a state away. Yeah, they're from New Hampshire. And they Until they go Hollywood on us. Yeah, dude. And anybody who's listening to this that knows the name Our Last Night probably knows them from their YouTube channel at this point. Right. Because they're blowing up doing, like, hardcore metal covers of pop songs. Yeah, which I think is cool. But, like, it definitely started as much, like, more of, like, a fun thing in my mind where it was just kind of like a... They did, like, a summer of covers. And it was like, oh, cool. They did some really cool covers. That's awesome. And now... Like, you know, still cool, whatever. But now it's definitely, like, they're kind of known as, like, a band who just covers every pop song that comes out. Yeah, if a big pop song comes out, they're on it. Yeah, like, you'll see them on Twitter or on Instagram and be like, yep, we're on it. Like, it's going to be coming out next week. Like, they're like, it's just, like, expected. Yeah, and the first few were really cool, but now I haven't, I haven't listened to one in, like, three years. Yeah, same. Um... But enough about their shortcomings, in my opinion. Yeah. This song that's on currently... Escape. ...goes hard. Just killer chorus. Dude. Next level. One of my favorite music videos ever. (laughs) In mud, right? In mud. Just in a river. Yeah, <laughs> there's the one shot. He has his SG, and he like, and he like punches re- the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and sick. Trevor Wentworth is like smacking the water a lot with his hand uh-huh. for no reason. Yeah, just like, what do I do? I I would be stressed out to film a music video, honestly, because you know there's like the full band shots, but then they're gonna do a take where they just do like each member. individuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not like that part. I'd be like, Imagine being like a guitar player and just have to be like, yeah, just like <laughs> guitar flips and like yeah, jumping yeah, and like yeah. kicking and like. I think I would just bunch. end up like standing to be like, I'm just gonna be chill, and then I'd watch it after and I'd be like, I should have done some stuff. I remember watching that music video, being like, whoa, they're like destroying instruments, right? And I've gone back and like watched it as like a guy who knows things about gear. And there's maybe $400 worth of gear in the water. Yeah. It, about right. Those cabs are for sure empty. Uh-huh. Um, the drummer's got, like, a very minimal setup, and it l- looks like bullshit drums. 
Uh-huh. And they're both playing SGs. Can hose but off some stands. But they're just Epiphone SGs. They're like... Right. You could get one of those for like 99 bucks at the time. I like that they are playing SGs on this early stuff. That's cool. It's... Playing SGs at this time is just like what guitar you played as a post-hardcore band. Yep. For sure. This is like the first breakdown that ever really got me. And it's not even that good. <laughs> yeah. I can... I, whenever runs. I hear this, I picture you in my driveway with your acoustic guitar just like crab cord out. <laughs> with my... Uh, with my... What was it called? Just my something junior. I had Your like guitar? some, I, yeah. I had like some off-brand my red acoustic. Yeah, was that like the the Takamini off-brand? No, it was like a it was like a Washburn off-brand. I think. Okay. It was just like yeah, some Guitar Center starter brand. You had a lot of like tape on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot you did, of like, white tape. tape. Art. Yeah. Which definitely pulled off like a oh layer my God. to it. The riff in the beginning of Dreamcatcher just Yeah. Uh. It's so it's kind of nonsense. A little where, bit. Where like it's like their guitar parts, there's a lot of not repetition. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, then it, the, like, then it the was like the chorus is just punchy as hell. A doo doo katu, of course. And a real release from all the banana and then it's just like that's funny dude anybody listening to anybody listening to this episode right now that hasn't listened to the ghost among us by our last night do yourself a favor and don't even finish don't even finish the podcast go ahead and shut it off yeah you got it you get it and then just go listen to the Ghosts Among Us. It's uh-huh. insane. Pretty good. Let's for a okay, moment. So, for yeah. a moment, I, I'm gonna uh, the album art, right? Yes. Short kid with brown hair in a white t-shirt, black jeans, standing in a river with a crow yeah. flying in. Yes. Okay. So obviously. They made this album art, and that's where they got the idea for the escape video. music video, or vice versa. Or right. the ideas came at the same time. Because every time I see though. this, I just see Trevor Wentworth standing in a river with a bird right. flying over his head. Which makes it sort of confusing, because it's like, not, but it's kind of like, could be. It's, it's not, but it is. Because, I mean, that's how big he was. He was a child. Yeah. That's another interesting sure. thing that we keep touching on a little bit. Uh-huh. But we don't keep... We, we're not, like, really, like, talking about. Right. Trevor Wentworth, when recording this record, is... Let me Google it real quick. Uh, Trevor Wentworth of Our Last Night is... He's 27 now. Whoa. So he's only a year older than I am. That's funny. I thought he was like two or three years older for some reason. So 
That makes him... How old? When this came out. 2008, we were So we were 14. He's 15. 13, 14. Yeah. So he's 15 probably on the album cycle, but he's 14 while they're recording this. There you go. 14 years old. That's the kid screaming for everybody who's listening. Nuts, dude. Incredible. He's touring the world. Yeah. As a 14, 15-year-old kid. Insane. And not not like he's Zach Farrow touring the world as a 15-year-old playing drums. He's in fr- he's standing on boxes screaming at people in small venues as they uh-huh. crowd surf towards him. Right. Yeah, that's he's wild. Doing, he's doing crowd work as Borderline a 15-year-old. Borderline frontman, yeah. Like. He's frontmanning in 8th <laughs> grade. That's hilarious. Because, yeah, Matt, the, the brother, the guitarist, he, as the years go, he, like, kind of relinquishes even clean vocals. Now it's just Trevor does kind of all the vocals. Right, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. I think Trevor can can do some harsh vocals, but Matt's definitely, like, a way better yeah. clean vocalist. But I think it's just because he has put the time in. Even over time, Trevor's yeah. gotten a lot better at singing. But And now I think they play as a four piece so yeah. I think and that's so the second time we saw them they did not have the the second guitarist anymore but instead of getting a touring guitarist they just do tracks yeah I mean it's we're in the the age of technology right a member of a band can be replaced by a DI track running into an amp for sure but yeah so now so now Matt plays more guitar and I think he's playing a lot of leads so I think that's probably why he doesn't sing as well but that second time we saw them must have been like a year or two after the first time they'd put out Age of Ignorance they did covers I remember them playing the Skyfall the Skyfall song right uh, which is a great James Bond theme song I'm not a big Adele guy but I like that one a lot Um, I Chase and Pavement really got me in my feels when I was a kid yeah I love that song um, but um, but yeah that second time we saw them I remember like they it felt bigger like a little bit it was kind of like yeah. there was an expectation for them to play certain stuff I remember we were even like will they play Escape because they put out another album they did the covers they really were saving it for I think they played a couple encore songs and that was like the last one yeah um, I would have been Pissed if yeah. I went to go see R last night and they didn't play Escape. Right. That's like going to see Fallout Boy, and let's say, let's say that it wasn't a thing that they always played Saturday, uh-huh. and they like didn't play. I don't know, Dance Dance or Sugar We're Going Down. Right, exactly. Like, are they gonna do it? They could you'd, not at this point. You, as a paying customer, you'd be pissed. Yeah, you'd be kind of bummed. But I also remember they had, like, a $35 t-shirt, and I was like, oh, I'm good, actually. Um, Yucky. But it was a cool shirt. It had, like, a cool wolf oh, on it or something. You know what? I, I'm going to tell you this live, so you can get, we can get this live reaction. Okay. Dude, I bought a 16 by 9 or 16 by, like, 20, a big print of Backpack. 
What's back? Oh, oh, the Alex Pardee thing. Yeah, dude. Cool. Dope. It's gonna go up in the stew right, right over stew. here. Sick, dude. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta decorate more here. So we're both in new spots. Is this the first yeah. one with both of us in new spots, or you did Paramore in that room? I did Paramore in this room. This is my new spot. I got some art up and my sweater in my closet. It's my bed. Hell I'm sitting, yeah. I'm, I'm also sitting on my bed. It's a small room. He's but. tiny living. It's tiny house. I wouldn't expect yeah. anybody to understand. And then like a jungle. It's like jungle outside. Yeah, so, so it's like it's like a small space to live, but he lives in the jungle, so. Yeah, so last night I was kind of like, this is like a, you know, it's small, but I'm in a jungle too, so it's like pretty sick. It's, fine. it's like, it's like small and like sort of expensive, but also you're on vacation. Yeah, all the time. You're on regular people vacation all the time. Yeah. You walk um, outside and breathe vacation air. That's nice. That's great. I went and drank some coffee by the stream yesterday. There's a stream That's across very the good. street. Didn't even look at my phone that oh. much. Dude, this part, like halfway through surviving disasters. Uh, some stank on it, dude. Just some stank. They really do just put some mustard on some parts every now and then. <laughs> yeah, just kind of draw out the notes a little bit. So um, good. But, dude, so then, you know, then we see them a second time. I moved to Hawaii, yada, yada. They do more covers, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then they're putting out Oak Island, which was a very cool EP, better than Age of Ignorance. Absolutely. I love it when a band goes back to EPs. It's like kind of a reset button, I think, a lot of times, and it's cool. Yep. That's, I think that was, a, that was also a whoopsies. You think? That was that was a whoopsies and oops button, mm -hmm. because Age of Ignorance and Oak Island come out in the same year. Same year, yeah. Normally, if you're in a regular album cycle and you're going to put out an EP, an EP is a year after. I wonder if okay, so Age of Ignorance was Epitaph, and Oak Island is MudHutDigital.com. Yeah, so. I think that's when they went. <laughs> that's when they went independent. Yeah. I think so. So, so maybe Age of Ignorance like, was like a uh, like a we have to write we're contractually obligated for one more. Right. And then but also Oak Island Acoustic is put out by our last night, so that's when they're officially solo. But either way. Um Yeah, then I remember that's when they started to play like Warp Tour that like who knows? I, I'm sure they probably did like a warped or date at least or whatever. But then it was like once 2013, 2014, 2015 rolls around, mm -hmm. then it was like, oh, okay, they're gonna do main stage warp tour now. And then I was like, right. I could see them touring with like I think they I think they did tour with like state champs or something at that point. But it was like they had a very delayed growth. Where, like I said, the first time we saw them, it was kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. remember that old band? It's It was really drawn out. Yeah. It's almost like they had a career, died, yeah, and then had a second career. It feels like that, very much so. It's like, but they like never went on hiatus. Yeah. The chorus, thirty seconds into "This Is Your Lifesaver," is my favorite chorus on the entire record, for sure. 
Okay. Cool. It, it's just you, you you get me with the doo doo cut doo. Yeah. Um, it's a good and, good rhythm. And just some good guitar parts in this like just like verse that they got going. The to get that. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Hilarious. <laughs> My goodness, this is a good this is a good piece of music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the other day, or probably like a month ago now, I was on Instagram. I follow Brendan Davis. If you don't know who he is, mm. what are you doing if you don't know who that guy is? He's the, I, yeah. he's the original drummer for Vanna. He's uh-huh. also the guitar player for Lions Lions and an right. all-around interesting guy. Cool dude, seems like. But one of the things is because he was bigger in the local scene, you know, started one of, one of, if not the most famous hardcore, post-hardcore band to ever come out of Massachusetts, right? Probably, right? At, at least for the era. Vanna, you're saying? Vanna was huge. Yeah. Like, I bet Vanna probably has, like, national fans. I bet Lions Lions is probably, like, a little bit more of a local pull. But yeah. Lions Lions was definitely more regional. The second time we saw our last night, Lions Lions opened, and they played, I think, a Vanna song that they I did. liked a lot. Bro. Uh, it might have not even have been a Vanna song. I think it was a what's the what's the band before Vanna? I'm not sure, but yeah, he's really he's like great at guitar. He's like a cool, good drummer. Obviously, he'll like post like just kind of videos of him like kind of just jamming sometimes. He also is into like cool cameras and stuff. Like he has like cinema cameras that he's like whipped out on Instagram a few times that I think are cool yeah but um I was I follow him on it's oh uh, therefore I am that's the band you're talking about they're not a precursor but Brendan Brendan Davis was in therefore I am I think it was okay. the song that they played was a therefore I am song Okay, cool. Um, but he posted, Brendan Davis posted a picture of him with Trevor Wentworth when Trevor was like 14 years old. Oh, yeah. Was that yeah, on Instagram? Yeah, li- like swoopy hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, it might have been in a story. I don't know if it was like uh, a thing. But if you can find it, that'd be sick. But yeah, it was so funny. It's so funny to know that that kid was just in the scene. When he was a child. Yeah, right? Crazy, dude. Yeah, probably a story thing. Um, <clears throat> the yeah, I have cool. fought measureless battles, or measureless battle, uh-huh. uh, is the one for all the hardcore kids, for sure. Uh-huh, yeah, just a little more. It's fast and just a shredder. Uh-huh. I feel like at this, this point is the in most, the album, yeah. when I was listening the other day, I was kind of like, I don't know if I've ever made it this far. I think the album used to end at This Is Your Lifesaver. I swear to God. I think this That's is like... funny. I think I had a version that was the Ghost Among Us deluxe version. 
and these two had bonus songs in parentheses next really? to it. And then I think they just eventually were like, no, this is the actual one. Yeah, it's still not even 12. So, yeah, you don't need to make tracks 10 and 11 bonus. Unless Dude. they feel kind of B-side-y to them. But. This song, uh, I feel, is probably the closest thing they have to like sounding like a local band on this record. Yeah. It's like especially like this riff here too is like very kind of just like regular medley to me too, which I feel like is kind of like you do more when you're younger. Yeah. Does that makes um, sense. Yeah, it's they're paying less attention to like the notes being played and just playing notes for the sake of playing notes. Yeah. Dude, That's interesting. <laughs> I wish people could see how hard body on fiber right now. <laughs> so funny. Jesus Christ. So stoked. Yeah, it's, yeah it's funny. I think this this album made me like want to burn my guitars and stop playing guitar, though. Uh-huh. Cause it was like I, got you. I was like, I should, I don't need to play anymore. Like Yeah, what am I I'm never gonna, gonna be that good at this? writing riffs. Uh-huh. These guys were are just putting out heater riffs like every part is like a memorable like yeah thing like even this part it's right like, here i remember fucking the fucking come on man pretty cool I, it's like that um portlandia bit that i always talk about like i think we've said all there is to say about music it's like right. i think we've written all the post hardcore Benalana riffs that you could write about hardcore post hardcore Benalana riffs. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, man. Speaking of post hardcore in general, last night I rewatched the secret show that Underoath did in Florida before they cool. officially came back. Wow. Dude, I have not seen that. That is the most hectic show I've ever seen. Dude, I can imagine. It's in like a, a very small venue and it was like a secret show and they uh-huh. like didn't tell anybody about it and like, of course, you know, it spreads and they come out on stage and people are already, they don't even, there's no sound. Uh-huh. They're like plugging in their guitars. People are already like crowd surfing. Right. And oh my God, dude. That's hilarious. It, I love that. It's so I feel like, good. I think it'll be some time, and I think the slow rollout of of the world kind of returning to normalcy will could like kind of undo this idea. But it's like I think once like shows, like real shows are back, and just mm. like back back, I think it's gonna be like every show is like a reunion show. Like yeah, it's like this is the first time we've played together in a year. Yeah, like just and I because everybody's like I said, gonna be, be everybody's like, gonna be hyped. Yeah, like I could imagine it also like there's tears of like okay, like this one's gonna be outside and you, like everybody just has to sit down far apart from each other and like that type of stuff could like definitely ruin the momentum of like oh for you sure, know? but you know once they're real again. 
Hey, were you at Warp Tour when I got my eyebrow split open? I don't think so. Like, when I got fucking punched in the head? Was that after I moved? I think it might have been. I Two years in a row. One year, I, like, got cracked in the skull pretty hard. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I got a little bit of a cut. But I think it's because my face swelled up so much. Yeah. Because I got hit. I got hit in a Beartooth pit, of all places. Nice. Um, and then the next year, I was going very hard uh-huh. in a acacia strain pit. Okay. And I think I punched somebody in the head by accident, and I fractured my hand. <gasps> Whoa. That was Sick. crazy. My hand I've, was swollen for a really long time, and my pinky was kind of crooked, but I think I'm like, hey, okay now. You're good now. You ever see uh, Larry David has a crazy pinky where it's like that this part just kind of goes like out here. Probably like broke it, just never got it fixed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my hands are pretty straight. Mine? I think mine are. I was noticing something weird with my fingers. Anyway. Um, uh, last year, I, I broke my glasses at Chon, or two no. years ago now. <laughs> so... That's like my pit so, story. Um, <laughs> group vocals, gang vocals, dude. So funny. There we go. 42-minute runtime. What Good do you for this have kind of thing, I think. For me, okay, next so, week. Yesterday, I mentioned to you a band that I was like, I just got into this band. Um, so this is a band that I've you know known of heard about for many years sort of run adjacent to uh other things that i or we listen to and i kind of never gave them the time of day not really my thing for the most part since then i've heard a couple songs here and there on playlists and i've been like oh i actually think this is dope and then they just put out a new album two days ago i think uh and this band is tiger's jaw um I've and literally never listened to an ounce of their music. Cool. So we're going to do their new album. I won't care how you remember me. All right, dude. You don't have to be rude about it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, they have a lot of albums, though. Going back to like 2006, even. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I always see... Um, like, just stuff about them releasing music or like this is the best album ever made uh-huh. by like normies on the internet right yeah I guess a couple of these look like there's kind of uh, or just one acoustic one in there. I wonder how mad people would get if they actually listened and heard me say that like Tiger's Jaw was normie shit yeah <laughs> upset bro people get mad when I say stuff like that but yeah it's definitely like a world of music that I I'm like I know of. I'm sort of like familiar with a few of the bands in that camp, if there is such such a camp, but have not explored much at all. And I think of kind of they're a they're yeah. a run for cover act, no? Okay, or were? yeah, I think so. I think the new album is Will Yip. So that not that Will Yip is run for cover, but I feel like you know he's kind of yeah, it kind of goes hand in circle. hand. I think a lot of their older stuff is also Will Yip, which is why I think I kept hearing about it. Yeah, and they were real in, in cahoots with Title Fight. I'm sure I'll bring it up next time too, but the, the girl in Tiger's Jaw uh, dates the g- 
guitarist in Title Fight who doesn't sing, and it seems like they've been together for many, many years. Many, many a year. Yeah. Like, that's why I think they used to, like, tour together and stuff. Mmm. That would make sense. Or, like, you know, I'm sure they would have anyway, but chicken egg, you know? Of course. Um, um, yeah, the new Tigers draw next week. Sounds good to me. Hey, everybody, listen up. Mm-hmm. I want you to... Here's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, if I remember, I'm going to cut the music. Yeah. Listen to me close. Yeah. Real nice and close. Tell your friends about our podcast, dude. Come on, man. Yeah. I want to. As much as I love talking into the ether, I want more people to listen. Anyways. Um. Oh, where are we doing plugs? My band oh. put out a couple songs that I played on. This is the first <laughs> release that I play on. It's That's called cr- the second release by Ten Things I Hate About You, and it's on Bandcamp. There's a real I, theme with us in naming things. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like real straightforward, just like. Very simple. I'm just like, I I was like making the art, and then I was like, "What is this called?" And I was just almost as like a placeholder, just wrote like the second release. It's like okay, good a name nice. as any. It's a non-name. Um, but, but yeah, brothers, sisters, mm-hmm. and all those in betwixt. This has been the nobody's listening to this music podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. And you, our listeners, have been great. Especially you, the one guy in Malaysia. You've been fantastic. Peace to the butt crease.